Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz Ah, yes, welcome to another edition of Kiwi Chasing as we dissect the latest greyhound racing news across in New Zealand. For our Australian listeners, more particularly, a very big morning to you, given it has been a big weekend in sport with the AFL Grand Final completed. The Wallabies got the job done last night over Argentina. That probably won't please our friends from across the Tasman, by the way, just quietly. And Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook, uh, welcome to you, Rosa. firstly. A big show ahead. Uh, it's a big weekend in sport, as I said, in Australia. And that doesn't necessarily mean we lay low after a grand final in our local sporting competition. And indeed, a Wallabies victory. There's still plenty to come. And uh, we've got a big show today. Damien, you're sounding rather chipper. Um, <laughs> look, congratulations to all uh, Melbourne Demon fans out here. It's uh, fantastic. The last time you won that flag was before I was born, and I'm an old man now. Um, the, uh, the All Blacks had a Dow game against the Springboks, but managed to get over the top last night, so that was good. Look, um, I'm sure there's a few that are feeling just a bit foggy this morning in Melbourne, and uh, hopefully we're not sounding too bad for you, but we actually lost an hour of sleep overnight because we've gone oh. to daylight saving an hour early. And my co-host, Andy McCook, went and had a party last night. You do not have a party when you're going to lose an hour's sleep. Now, that is a mistake I'd expect a 30-year-old to make, um, but not one such as myself. Um, Andy McCook, good morning. How are you? Uh, yeah, good morning, uh, Rosa. Good morning, everybody tuning in for the show. Uh, yeah, we're a bit dusty, a bit dusty, but that's uh, part and parcel of having a little bit of a shindig to celebrate a mate's uh, engagement, and uh, these things have to happen, and uh, every now and then you wake up in the morning regretting your decisions, but <laughs> it's just something we continue to do. <laughs> but we love talking about greyhound racing, especially on Kiwi Chasing, and we've got uh, a very interesting show this week because we had... Quite a remarkable week, a week in which on Thursday there was an announcement that racing would be suspended at Hattrick Raceway in Whanganui, which is one of our key venues. Uh, they race on Wednesday and Friday night. Friday night, of course, is prime time, and the Hattrick track uh, does currently host more Group 1 races than other tracks around the country. So we will look into that because we simply have to. Uh, this week on Kiwi Chasing, we'll be having a chat with uh, Sean Hannon, who is the chairman of the board of New Zealand or Greyhound Racing uh, New Zealand, uh, just about what unfolded there and where the process leads from now. And towards the end of the show, we'll catch up with Alan Frost, who's the president of the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club, and uh, just see what it means for them as we look to a fairly uncertain month ahead. Uh, however, uh, we do have racing today, and it's coming out of Cambridge Raceway for the Waikato Greyhound Racing Club. And... Uh, a man who's been prominent in the area for some time and is a director on the board of Greyhound Racing New Zealand too, is uh, trainer Wayne Steele. Good morning. Well, good afternoon to you, Wayne, but good morning Melbourne time to you. 
Uh, look, good to have you along. You've got a, a decent-sized team in today, and uh, Andy McCook will look through your chances very shortly. Uh, just in terms of racing numbers up there recently, obviously the um, with the Monaco track being out of action with them being in level four lockdown, they've moved back to three now, but uh, the racing has been uh, out of uh, Cambridge for the last few weeks. Uh, some of the meetings have been quite small, seven and eight races, but back up to 11 today is an encouraging sign. Yeah, it is. Um... It's been unfortunate with the lockdown at Auckland. It's definitely had an impact. Um, I don't tend to like line my dogs up more than uh, once every seven days, and, and unless there's a specific reason. But I backed I backed uh, fair few up from Thursday to Sunday. It's not going to do them any harm, but just just to make sure that um, I did my bit to get some races off the ground because it's no good uh, that we haven't got fields. And there may be the case too now with uh, with obviously Wanganui out of action for at least the next month anyway. Uh, some of the meetings moving to uh, Palmerston North like the Friday meeting, but uh, the possibility, I guess, of some Taranaki and, and Central Districts Greyhounds maybe uh, heading up to Cambridge on a Thursday? Yeah, I think that'd be great. I, I'd imagine um, Ben and Cole probably bring a team up, Fredrickson, etc. Um, I, I think it can't be a bad thing. Um, at the moment, we're, we're tending to combine grades, etc. It may be a bit harder for some of the people up here to get started because they haven't got form, but um, my thought is we're, we're probably going to have more um, graded races for each grade rather than mixing them up, and, and that's got to be a good thing. Well, Wayne, you've got a decent-sized team in today, so I'll uh, hand over to Andy McCook. He's been studying the form. Andy, you can uh, take us through, and hopefully we can find a winner out of the steel team today. Yeah, looking through the steel team, uh, there looks like there's a winner or two there as well, or the bookies think there is anyway. Wayne, a, a very good afternoon to you. We'll kick off in the first Brandy Chaser, $1.70 today with the book. We're not getting the $6 we got on Thursday, but she looks uh, a big, big chance of running out, Noms. Yeah, I think so. Um... She's, she's got to do things right. She's not she's not the fastest bloody dog in the kennel, but um, no, there, there's a box vacant on her outside. If, if she jumps like she did the other day in hand enough, she's strong enough. She doesn't do everything right, but um, it's not it's not the hardest field I've seen. So um, I can't can't see her not picking that today. But hey, once I talk to you, anything can change. Yes, that is uh, Dead Riders Greyhound Racing, and they love to make lies of us. And race number two, Overtaking, comes up with box eight, and uh, the bookie's suggesting that you're going to win the first two. Yeah, well, once again, it's not, not an overly hard field, um, but he's another dog that's just got to do stuff right. He, he can begin at times, but he's not always flash, um, tends to get kept a bit wide on the track, and if, if, you, if he's not up handy... He just makes his own luck. So, um, you know, I, I think he has a chance if he does everything right, but he, he could just as easily get a bit of backwash around the corner, get pushed wide and maybe not be quite as competitive as I'd, I'd prefer him to be, but it's, it's not a hard field. Race number three, you've got Opawa Nigel. He comes up with uh, the cherry box number one. And again, uh, the bookie's got your eye in the market and he looks a big chance as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I like him from inside. It's not always the best place um, going into that first bend at, at Cambridge if, if you're not out well, but uh, he's, he's suited by that. So um, he, he's got to be a first three hope you have to think. Race four, we've got Dark Hazard going around. $2.50 second favourite, racing well and uh, seems to be getting things right early on at the moment. Yeah, I really like you. Um, maybe not so much at Cambridge. I've got a lot of time for her. Um, I can't wait for Auckland to open personally. I think she'll be she'll be a more of a winning chance when she gets there. But um, you know, second, third, she she's in that um, sort of bracket over the 4.57. But she's doing everything right, so you can't ask for much more.
Race number seven, Kia Viking, goes around. $11 chance uh, today with uh, the bookies here in New Zealand. And he was able to put back-to-back wins together two and three starts ago. Yeah, once again, another dog that's just got to make his own luck. He's, he's got to get out um, fairly handy to to be a chance. But um, he's, in, he's in with a chance today. We move on to race number eight, where you've got Boring going around. Comes up with uh, a wide draw today in box seven, but a, a vacant box to the inside can only be good. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, once again, he's a dog. If I got him back to Auckland, would probably be be close to a winning chance. But he puts himself in. He's as strong as an ox. He, he's not quick early, so it probably doesn't really matter too much where he draws. But if he can find the rail, he's definitely a better dog. Two dogs going around in race number nine. The big fella all consuming, and uh, Opawa Nip both uh, probably good enough to to get themselves into the mix. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I thought of Power Nips run the other day was, was huge. Um only only issue I have all consuming very, very smart, but we're just having a lot of issues. So sort of he's he's got a bit of age around him. He's had a couple of in, injuries um early on when I got him up up in the North Island and it's kind of not quite having him hundred percent fit, which isn't necessarily handy, but um you know, he's a five hundred metre dog in a sprint, so you've always gotta sort of give them a pretty good opportunity, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I'm not sure where to go there, but they're, they're both close enough. Race number 10, you've got four going around. Opawa Cooper comes up favourite, $3.30 from a decent draw. Yeah, no, I like him today too. Actually, I, I like them more in that field. Um, you know, I, I don't think the others are probably as much of a winning chance, but uh, I, I'd rate them all to, you know, if I've got half the field, it helps, but I, I'd rate them to be in the top four between all of them, really. It's always a good sign when you've got four in it and you think they can all run money. Uh, out of your team today, Wayne, who would you label as uh, your best bet for uh, for the, the boys and girls listening at home to put a dollar on? Oh, mate, I knew you'd ask me that, and I couldn't come up with one. <laughs> I really couldn't. I, I think your guess might be as good as mine on that one. I'd, I'd love to give you one, but I put the bloody hogwash on anything that I took out, so um, I'm not giving you one, actually. <laughs> fair call, fair call, Rosso. Honestly, it's the best policy, and... Yeah, honesty is the best policy, Rosso, and uh, that's what we'll get there. But according to the bookies, Wayne and Tracy are winning the first three, so maybe we can get a multi rolling. <laughs> well, I reckon uh, well, if we can take right, this I'll first be very happy. And... <laughs> Indeed. I was thinking, Wayne, um, uh, certainly Nigel and Cooper, and multi them up with a couple of short ones in those first couple of races, that could be the key. Um, Wayne, before we let you go, just in terms of, of numbers, I mean, clearly there's some, some um, northern trainers that haven't been able to be active in the north with the situation that we've, they've been uh, thrown into with, with, with lockdown. But, but just in terms of numbers and encouraging numbers there uh, up north, I mean, how, how do you see the future? There do seem to be some, uh, some good young trainers about. Yeah, um, I actually think it's probably a little bit uh, better now than it, it was 18 months ago. Um, there's There's been a lot more litters on the ground, a few more people sort of uh, starting to get, or, or the younger people getting a few more dogs around them. Um, obviously, this lockdown hasn't helped. We've heard of three or four bitches that haven't been able to be bred from because um, frozen semen's been in Takanini in Auckland. So that's how that's going to pan out in, in 12 months, 18 months. I'm not so sure, but... Um, I'm fairly confident that the numbers are starting to get up there at the moment and it can only get better from there. Wayne, how long have you been training now and what uh, what size is your team at the moment? Obviously, you've got a dozen or so in today. Um, 
all up, including some break-ins and things. Um, I've got 30 in work, um, but about about a 20, 20 race team at the moment, but that, that sort of varies, um, but I'll probably get up there a few more in, in the next month. I've just got, brought a few more dogs into the kennel. Um, what was the other question, sorry? Oh no! Just um, obviously, you've got you, you've got to, how, how long you've been a, a, around. I mean, I had oh, I raced the dog with you too many oh. too many too many years ago to to, to recall. <laughs> I had a dog with you, Wayne. We were trying to figure that out the other day. The wife and I how, how long ago it was, and we think it was something like about two thousand and three or thereabouts. Might even been a little bit later than that. Um, I've been doing it for um, well, basically twenty five years full time. Mm. And, and obviously, um, you've got family involved as well. Uh, I think Corey Steele back home, um, and, uh, and and Alicia as well. So, um, and obviously Tracy's uh, an enormous influence up there and on the track for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that's probably the greatest thing with greyhound racing. It may not necessarily be a sport that you want your kids to go into early on because um, it's a hard way to make a living and, and get ahead. But um, the fact that you know, they're immersed in it from when they're born and, and you're working together and, and um, doing everything together. I think it's great. You might not get the holidays and things that other other parents might be able to do, but you sure as hell um, spend as much time with your kids as you possibly can, and I, I think that's going to be a good thing. Mm. And, um, and just in terms of what's happened this week, you are a uh, director on the board of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Um, fairly sensational day Thursday. We're going to talk very shortly to the chairman of the board, Sean Hannon, and a little later to Alan Frost, the president of the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club. But a very difficult situation uh, for Greyhound Racing New Zealand to deal with with the uh, sudden closure of the track at uh, Hattrick Raceway, Wanganui, albeit obviously temporarily. Um, how did it unfold for you, and how are you feeling for trainers in the area? I'm really feeling for the trainers down there. Um, just just with us having Auckland shut down temporarily with the, the COVID, um, it's had a bit of an impact on our racing team. I'd, I'd hate to see how they feel at the moment, not knowing what, what the future holds for them. So obviously you're, you're going to talk to Sean later, but um, I'm hoping that um, you know, six or eight weeks' time when this review's over and done with, we, we uh, or, or sooner, we know what needs to be remedied to um, bring the track back to... Um, what it should be and, and what it has been. Indeed, let's hope it's uh, an opportunity to uh, future-proof us for the future in the central districts. Wayne, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, good luck on the racetrack. Uh, first race about uh, half an hour away, and let's hope we can bag a few winners today. Thank you very much. appreciate that. And you guys have a great, great afternoon. Yeah, cheers, Wayne. That's uh, Wayne, Wayne and Tracy Steele with their uh, team in today. Uh, bookies certainly think they'll get a few wins, Damien, and we're certainly hopeful for them as well. They're a family that's, uh, as uh, Wayne has said, has been in um, Greyhound Racing for uh, well between two and three decades uh, now. And uh, yeah, their children very active as well. And it's great that uh, Greyhound Racing can still be seen as a family sport. Yes. hope there's a decent future ahead for the Steele family and others. Yeah, it's always a key, isn't it? Just uh, branching out into the new generations. And I think that's a key in terms of encouraging new participants, younger participants in the industry, whether it's trainers, etc., to ensure that you have that regeneration and growth within a sport. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first bet Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz is the website to visit. And next on Kiwi Chasing, as Rosa mentioned, we're going to have Sean Hannon, the chairman of the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Board, to come on the next segment.
segment. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing right across the SEN track network on this Sunday morning. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Mark Rosanowski, Damian Watson and Andy McCook with you. Live around Australia on SEN track. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, first for four. And a big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. Damien Watson joined by legendary Greyhound Racing broadcaster in New Zealand, Mark Rosanowski, and, of course, uh, the great man who's certainly on the way up. He's more than on the way up. He's probably reached that legendary status already, Andy McCook. And we do this for New Zealand. Greyhounds are first for form. And, Rosa, our next guest, well, we've got an administrative tone to this particular show, and it continues with Sean Hannon coming up. Uh, he's on the line as we speak. Yeah, thank you, Damien. I think we, Andy and I, we might be uh, legends in our own lunchtime, and that's uh, <laughs> about it, but we certainly love the game and we've been around for a while. Um, Sean Hannon's been kind enough to join us. Sean is the chairman of the board of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. It hasn't been an easy week because a decision was made on Thursday to suspend racing at Patrick uh, in Wanganui, which is a key track, with a Friday primetime meeting and also a Wednesday meeting. So, um, Sean... Good morning to you. Just wondering, or good afternoon now as it is for us, with us being an extra hour ahead this morning. Um, the decision to suspend racing at Hattrick and Wanganui, it, it seemed to happen quite suddenly on Thursday there, Sean. Are you able to talk us through the process of, of what unfolded there? Yeah, sure. Um, look, we've been closely monitoring the track for some months. Uh, as it, there's been quite a few issues, um, including abandonment. We've had a couple of late starts due to some work needed to be done on the track um, and obviously a number of injury incidents including the last um, meeting that was held there. So also several trainers have had ongoing concerns as well. We had feedback from the Racing Integrity Board earlier in the week on their concerns, and we also had a chat uh, with our track advisor on the condition of the track. And the view we reached was that we need to suspend racing as the work needed on the track is substantial. And the, um, the risk to the dogs is too great until that work's done. Sean, you mentioned the Racing Integrity Board there, an independent body that sits uh, alongside the codes there. Ultimately, who does the decision rest with to take this action? Is it GRNZ, Greyhound Racing New Zealand, or the Racing Integrity Board, or purely a collaboration of the two sports? Uh, no, it's, it's our decision. Uh, we need to balance the advice we get on the condition of the track against the potential risk to our dogs. Uh, having said that, the, the Racing Integrity Board can, though, cancel a meeting because they, they control the race meetings. Um, they can cancel a meeting if they're not satisfied with the track, uh, which is a major inconvenience for the trainers. So we've taken the decision to get the track sorted rather than roll the dice um, each race day. Mm. Uh, obviously, we've got a, or we were to have a Premier Group 1 meeting upcoming. There were going to be uh, heats this week for the Group 1 Wanganui Cup and the Group 2 Stars with the final. Uh, a week later. Was that taken into consideration? Was there ever a thought to thinking we can, we, can, we can sort of get through this period and through those um, premium meetings? Um, yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's frustrating that the, the group meeting's so close. Um, a couple of reasons we took the decision now. Firstly, um, the possible risk to the dogs um, at, at that meeting if the track wasn't in a fit state. Um, but secondly, also to give the trainers certainty uh, rather than have them travel. Uh, or potentially miss other racing opportunities for their dogs um, if we let it run to the wire and had to cancel um, or if the RIB abandoned it um, on the day. Uh, we'll certainly be looking to reschedule the race um, later in the season. The 
uh, meetings in the meantime, or the Friday meetings anyway, will move to uh, Palmerston North. I don't have lights there, but if daylight saving kicking in from this morning, uh, then it means that we can run twilight there in a reasonably close uh, proximity to where we normally run time-wise on a Friday. Um, but just in terms of the future of the Hattrick track, uh, track and this um, review that's been undertaken, what are going to be the terms of reference for the review panel? Are, are they just looking at the surface of the track, or would it go deeper than that to, um, to the shape of the track, the camber, the bend transitions and stuff like that? Um, we, we've asked for a full review. Um, we think that if the track's going to be out of action, then we want to take the opportunity to properly and a complete rebuild um, if necessary. Uh, we don't see um, any value in just tinkering uh, you know, with a couple of remedial things if there's an opportunity to um, to do the job properly. Uh, and I understand I had a chat with Alan Frost at the club uh, later in the week, and he's indicated that the club's also looking to undertake some major maintenance projects at the same time. So um, the end result should be a, a, a fantastic track for racing. Sean, who's going to be part of the uh, consultation process? Do we have the expertise here in New Zealand for this review and what you want out of it? Um, we'll involve a wide group. Uh, we've approached um, locally here the Turf Institute. Uh, we've got uh, our own track advisor um, who advises um, the board on, on the condition of tracks around the country. Uh, we've had a chat with the, um, with the chap who originally built the track and we'll certainly be looking to Australia for support as well. Uh, given the number of new tracks that have been built there recently. Uh, we'll also involve the club um, and the track curator. Um, really, we need the widest range of expertise that we can bring together uh, because you know, no one has a, a monopoly on good ideas. Uh, and I think that um, you know, the best outcome will be to, to spread um, far and wide and, and bring everybody into the mix. So the, the schedule for October now has been mapped out with obviously no racing at Hattrick Raceway. But beyond that, it sounds like this could take some time. Uh, is, is there any guideline on the time frame for all of this? Uh, ideally, we, we want this done as soon as we can. Uh, once we have a report from the review panel with some recommendations, uh, we're going to act immediately as we need to have the track back in action as soon as we can. Um, but having said that, you know, we don't want to rush um, and, and do half a job. Uh, it's a, a one-time opportunity to, to get it right. So uh, I expect it'll, it'll take a number of um, weeks, you know, possibly a couple of months. Uh, but you know, we don't want to prolong it any longer than necessary. Sean, um, what's Greyhound Racing New Zealand's message to Central District's trainers? They've suffered a, a fair amount of disruption over the last couple of years. Oh, look, it's, it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating for them, it's frustrating for us um, and certainly for the punters as well. But uh, I think the end result will be worthwhile. Uh, you know, we're looking at the race schedule uh, to ensure we can have uh, another meeting each week in Palmerston, as, as you noted. Uh, the track work is long overdue by all accounts. Um, the, the advice we've had is uh, it's, this track is now 23 years old uh, in its current state. Uh, so needs a, a fair bit of um, attention. Uh, you know, really, for the for the trainers and the CD, um, the messages you know, bear with us a little bit longer. Um, we'll do the best we can to get the track open and in top condition um, as soon as we can. 
Well, Sean, we appreciate you coming on. Obviously, it's been a tough week for Greyhound Racing New Zealand, the board, and obviously for all those involved in and around the central districts. But indeed, of course, there have been uh, reverberations around uh, New Zealand. So uh, thank you for uh, explaining the situation to us this morning. All right. Thanks, Mark. Have a good day. That's uh, Sean Cannon. He's the chairman of the board of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Andy McCook, before we go to a break, just to bring you in here, obviously with the upcoming Wanganui Cup, Wanganui Stayers meeting, there would have been uh, Canterbury interest, people coming up, making the trip for those uh, premier races. So uh, this does have an effect uh, around the country, not just in the central districts, but I've no doubt you'll be feeling uh, plenty of sympathy for the CD trainers. Yeah, plenty of sympathy, all right. Uh, it's never easy. Uh, we obviously had uh, Eddington out of action for a couple of weeks while we were resurfacing the track, and uh, even that had uh, significant ramifications on trying to train a team of dogs. So uh, with no sort of set time frame as to how long this is going to take, uh, obviously uh, GRNZ and, and uh, the team will be trying to get it done as quick as possible. But uh, with no set time frame, it's uh, some unsettling times for everybody. But, Ros, I, I think it's uh, one of those things that uh, at a time where you know our industry is under the microscope and, and we are under review it it's just another uh, another way of sort of proving that you know it's not all about money to greyhound trainers and and, uh, and the people involved in the industry and we do care about the dogs and you know animal welfare at the end of the day has to come first because uh, they're such a, a wonderful creature greyhounds and and they deserve that we do the best by them and 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 this is obviously the best thing we can do to to try and have them racing as, as safe as we possibly can and uh, Damien, as we come back to you, uh, in a few minutes' time, we're going to try and throw out a couple of winners over the next 48 hours, and I'll be looking at the meeting that I'm calling tomorrow. Well, there's two meetings now, because the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club have got a six-race card uh, that has been put on uh, at the beginning of the day uh, at the Manawatu Raceway, where the Palmerston North Greyhound Racing Club have a nine-race card. So combined, there's 15 races, and I've got to tell you, <laughs> there's some of the best races I've seen at Palmerston North carded for some time, so thoroughly looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Quality race. And a big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. Damien Watson joined by Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. And I guess this is the segment for the punters, Rosa, because this is a chance for you to provide some potential winners. Yes, indeed. And uh, hopefully, too, uh, the opportunity to get in early because uh, New Zealand Greyhound Racing goes uh, early in Australia. And so we're trying to tip out some early winners. You can build a bank for... Uh, later in the day for some of the racing closer to home. We had some mixed results last week. Uh, haven't been going too badly at Palmerston North. Andy McCook, as I bring you in, I know last week uh, you were tipping out Claus and Leo in the distance race down there at Ascot, and uh, that dog duly delivered. Uh, it's also in a very good distance field tomorrow at Palmerston North, so I get to call Claus and Leo for the first time. What have you got for us over the next 48 hours or so? Climb on to victory, didn't he? He had, uh, had me nervous with about 20 to go when Uther Bale was starting to roar at him late in the piece. But, uh, no, he got us home, uh, thankfully, and uh, and uh, we, get, we are able to get one winner home. So uh, that's always good. Uh, I think there's one today, and at Cambridge, uh, chased me down. Race number eight, he comes up with box four. He's been a little bit unlucky his last couple off an inside trap. He wants to use up a little bit of the track, so I think the four uh, will suit him perfect. And we'll flip the page to Monday, Rosso. Uh, Addington Greyhounds... Uh, going alongside the Munna with two meetings, a couple from Janine's team race nine. Epic Queen been hitting the line very strongly against some handy company and if she can just stay handy enough uh, into the first corner she'll be powering home late and 
flip the page to race 10, Paris Bandit uh, comes up with an inside draw. She's starting to find some form again and uh, against some, some pretty handy dogs. And uh, I think tomorrow's, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, tomorrow's race is just a little bit weaker than what she's been racing of late. So I think she might be able to salute and, uh, and get punters home on Monday. Got those noted down, Andy. Thank you for that. Uh, so, yeah, 15 races I get to call tomorrow now at the Manawatu Raceway. First six are uh, going to be uh, for the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club on meeting code five. And then the uh, second meeting of nine races goes after that uh, on meeting code nine. Now, at the Wanganui meeting, meeting code five, race two, dog two, big time Gwyn, big downgrade here. Ran fourth in a class four and five race last week. Drops back to a class three. She looks... A really good chance. Race three, not so much a tip, but a race to watch. Mustang Charlie uh, last week um, ran a satisfactory trial in an outstanding time. And he looks a, an import of real promise and uh, headed for the New Zealand Cup down uh, at Addington. So Mustang Charlie, one to watch in race three. Comes up against Be Lucky Banjo, who's won two of three in New Zealand. Desperately unlucky when third last week. Both dogs have won over 500 metres at Bendigo, not on the same day, but Mustang Charlie did have the faster of the times there. So look out for Mustang Charlie in race three tomorrow, but Be Lucky Banjo also set to make a, or continue an impact in New Zealand racing. Another recent import, race six, number seven, cash stack up against a really good field. Be interesting to see how he goes uh, at Palmerston North on the open spaces of Manawatu Raceway, nicely drawn out wide. At the Palmerston North meeting that's on meeting code nine in those nine races, race four, dog two, big time rider, small field drawn in close, take whatever you can about big time rider, race four, number two. And race five, dog eight, Mr. Fahrenheit, a dog that wears an outside blinker, he desperately wants the outside. He's once had it and he was uh, a winner by several links in a maiden. This is a class one race. He's been in strife from boxes one and four. Lately goes back to box eight. Mr. Fahrenheit should be too hot for them for race five number eight. Few to look out for over the next 48 hours in the central districts there at Palmerston North tomorrow and those others that uh, Andy mentioned from down his way at Addington. They race four times a week of course including Monday and Tuesday and don't forget that tip from Andy today and he's good around the country. Cambridge race eight dog four. Chase me down. Sensational stuff and hopefully some winners can bear fruit there. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. On the other side of this break, we're going to have yet another guest on the program. I speak of Alan Frost, the president of the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club, about the temporary closure of the track as we continue to dissect that issue. As I said, listening to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning, hopefully you're waking up with a nice big smile, depending on who you follow, perhaps uh, in either of the Australian codes, because there's been a couple of controversial results or at least some significant results overnight. We do this for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form, back with more on the other side. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, first for form. And a big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on the SEN Track Network. Toby Watson joined by Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds first for form. And Andy, our next guest will certainly shed some greater light on the issue surrounding the temporary closure of the track at the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club. Yeah, he certainly will. Of course, uh, President... You go, Andy. You go. No, no, you go. You go, Rosso. It's on your back doorstep, son. You take you take the lead. 
There we go. A couple of barking dogs yapping at each other. Uh, um, Alan Frost, it's a pleasure to welcome you in, um, president of the uh, Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club. Obviously, look, it uh, hasn't been a, a, a good week, but let's get a club perspective on this. Uh, let's uh, share some hope for the future as well. So uh, just with a week that has unfolded, how is the club feeling? Obviously, it's not ideal to have uh, the track temporarily closed, but there's the opportunity here uh, going forward to potentially future-proof future uh, your place there. Yeah, afternoon, guys. Um, yeah, no, it hasn't been a great week um, from, from everybody's point of view, really, but the right decision's been made. Um, it's, we, we've just got the vision now because um, of going forward because it's not going to affect the club in as much. It's more our um, owners and our trainers and our dogs that that are important to us, um, especially the welfare of them. And um, we like to see our owners and trainers out there racing. So, um, yeah, the c club will be all right. We'll tag along there and, and be involved um, in everything once, once the review's done. But... Um, it's yeah, it's, it's a great decision. Um, it's an opportunity for us in New Zealand now to to get the expertise from Australia to um, put a track in here that's up to the standard to the latest tracks that have gone in um, over the Tasman. So we're looking forward to it. Did you see, uh, Adam, that there was any way uh, that you might have been able to get your way through and find your way through the, the upcoming um, Premier meeting? Um, well, as you know, in New Zealand we have a um, we have a track advisor, and he's been working very hard um, with our curators and um, trying to get things right. But there's definitely something wrong, um, and the dogs are too valuable. We love our dogs too much. We don't want to see any injuries, so you've got to pull the plug on things and, and just get it sorted out. And we don't know um, what you know until they start removing the surface and checking underneath whether the base has moved. We've had um, talks with um, Brian Barrington in Australia already um, over the last few weeks and um, yeah, he, like he's, he's made statements that the base could have moved. There's a lot of things so it's, you know, diving in deep and having a look to see what the problem is. Um, there'll be, there should be some really good advice come out with the expertise they're planning on having um, on this committee. So we, we want it right, and if it means that our track is all right but it just needs the base fix, that's the process that will go through. But if it needs a reshaping or, you know, lifting up a bit and a bit of that sort of work done to it, it's the opportunity to actually um, bring it up to that standard that's, um, like I said, that they've done in Aussie, and um, maybe it's an opportunity to get get rid of the wire rope and, and you know, all those parts of a, of a track that do cause you a lot of maintenance and a lot of concern. Alan, do you almost see this as potentially a, a, a blank canvas and that there is opportunities to go, to go really deep here with, with, with something for the future as opposed to, hey, what if it just turns out that it's purely the surface and we replace the sand and it's unlikely that it's going to be 100% if that's the case, is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the answer. I don't think... Um that is going to solve the problems. Track's been there um, since just before 2000, so 98, 97, somewhere around there it went in. So the technology that was around when that track was built and the expertise, um, it was done to the highest standard at that time, shaping-wise, but you, you think over 23 years with the way things have gone, and I know there's been a lot of tracks pulled out and re-put in in Australia over the years, and it's, it's for the same reason. 
So it's our opportunity, and, it, and it's it's Greyhound Racing New Zealand's opportunity, the whole industry, to have a um, you know real top of the line facility go in there. We are limited to space, obviously. We can't exactly pick our grandstand up and move it, and there's a road on the other side, but there is a bit of room for movement there. Um, but like I said, the expertise that's going to come out of Australia, they'll sort that. The um, review is going to be um, independently led, as it has to be. Are you aware of uh, how much input that you or the club will have? Um, no, it's all, it's all, everything's really fresh at the moment for us. Um, our biggest concerns since Thursday have been um, you're obviously looking after the staff and um, our members or all the Central Districts people trying to find, um, working with GRNZ, trying to organise races, um, an extra race meeting at Palmerston. And we um, worked hard to get that six, extra six races at Palmerston on Monday for people that were, had held their dogs back, obviously, to race on Wednesday and Friday. So, yeah, from a club's point of view, you know, there, there's a lot of work to be done. We're talking with GRNZ at the moment. Um, they're obviously doing their homework and seeing what they can work out. And the main thing is, uh, you know, we're prepared to work together with them and and get the best results for the industry out of this. I guess we'd better explain, um, particularly for those listening in Australia, not necessarily from the other tracks, but the two tracks we do have in what we call the central districts, the uh, lower part of the North Island, uh, Palmerston North and Wanganui, and they're about uh, an hour apart, I suppose, um, in a car, but they're very different tracks with the full circle track there for Wanganui with a, a uh, grandstand very close at hand, Palmerston North in the middle of a trotting track and a big sweeping horseshoe bend where they have uh, big long straights and one big sweeping bend, so it's not really simply a case of being able to move to Palmerston North and say, well, um, you know, that's going to suit all dogs because clearly it won't. Oh, 100%. The shortest distance at, um, down there at the moment is 410 metres and there's a lot of dogs um, that race over 300 and five at um, Hattrick. So <laughs> a lot of those dogs won't be able to go down there and race. There has been talks about um, a possible... Uh, temporary short distance put in at Palmerston to, um, you know, allow for these dogs to race. I know some of them will be heading up to Cambridge to race because there's a good track up there, but a lot of these two-turn dogs that were used to two-turn tracks um, haven't had much experience on the one-turn tracks, and um, that's the only two tracks available to them at the moment in this area. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I hope they do put a short start in and... and it's got to be safe, so there's going to have to be some homework around that. But if that's available, it will definitely be a benefit to the CD trainers. Alan, I know you've got uh, a few interesting thoughts around things and how we can make uh, our racing potentially safer. Um, what are your thoughts on things like uh, the possibility of having a, a straight track for the short course sprinters and also the possibility of having um, preferential draws for dogs that are scouters or hard railers? Yeah. Yeah, so preferential draws is a um, big one of mine that I've, I've, um, we're in the process of trying to um, get a presentation um, to GRNZ for the other clubs also to look at because um, we seem to be getting a lot of lot of scouters and a lot of rail bashes. So if we can have those in the, the wider four boxes or the inside four boxes, it's going to save a lot of carnage and a lot of dogs actually getting knocked around that don't need to be. Um, a lot of people are, are looking along those lines, so we, we're trying to put something together that'll work. Um, straight tracks, is, you know, it'd be great to see a straight track in the North Island and the South Island. 
But, um, you know, in saying a straight track, we're only talking 300-metre races, but a 300-metre race on a straight track is a lot harder than a 300-metre race around the corner. But it will be interesting, and hopefully um, that may happen. And we, we've got a thought about where one might go, but I won't express those to you yet because um, it's just an idea. Alan, uh, look, on a positive note, you are from the uh, Taranaki, a bit north of uh, Whanganui there, and uh, it seems like Greyhound Racing in that region doing quite nicely at the moment. Certainly a, a number of trainers that are coming down and picking off races at, uh, at Whanganui and, and occasionally at Palmerston North as well. And, of course, you do have uh, your uh, grass track venue there at the uh, Burnside Showgrounds in Hara, where you race uh, a couple of times across Easter weekend. Yeah, we do. Taranaki is a, is a great region. We've got an um, awesome bunch of people here that race dogs. Um, most of them have been in the game quite a long time. We've got a couple of new people in here. Um, yeah, they do, they do, they're do. they quite successful. We see a lot of trifectas at Whanganui on Taranaki dogs, and um, we I think we pulled four races in a row not long ago, so it's a good thing to see. But we've got some stalwarts here like Dennis Sines and Neville Phillips and Joe Clark. They've been around a long time, and we've got young Sammy Phillips who's... Um, doing pretty good with her two young dogs at the moment so yeah Taranaki's a um it's a great place and we're all really close and um we sort of support each other as much as we can and and the because ground racing's been up been around up here right from the start of ground racing in New Zealand so you know it was in the very early 70s that we're racing in Taranaki so it's got a long history. Alan, look, it's been a really tough week for you, for the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club that you are president of. Thanks for coming on and expressing your thoughts this morning, and we do wish you well over the next uh, couple of months as we uh, see what this independent review uh, will reveal and what unfolds from there. Yeah, thanks, Rosa. It'll be, um, yeah, we'll catch up and um, be interested to see what the plans are, you know, in, in four weeks' time and know where we're heading. It's uh, Alan Frost, the president of the Wanganui Greyhound Racing Club. If you're just joining us here on Kiwi Chasing during the week, Greyhound Racing New Zealand making uh, the decision in consultation with the Racing Integrity Board that racing be suspended immediately at Patrick Raceway in Wanganui, which is one of our key venues. In fact, has uh, more Greyhound uh, Group 1 Greyhound races in New Zealand than any other track as of now. Before we wrap up, uh, Andy McCook, you've been listening to, uh, to Alan there. Your thoughts around... Uh, some of what you heard and some of what could be possible in the future? Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with Alan. I think it's very good that uh, that with the uh, you know GRNZ and the, and the club are stepping in to, to try and put the dogs first and, and to come up with a, a safe racing venue and, and we have the opportunity to potentially have uh, what could be the, the best racing track in New Zealand now in, uh, in Hattrick Raceway if they can uh, get it right with all the experts uh, coming together to try and to try and uh, get that track as, as good as it could possibly be, which has only got to be a good sign and good to hear that the club's on board with GRNZ as well, Rosso. It's, uh, it's only going to make things easier with them working together uh, to try and get the best outcome. Indeed, and uh, Andy McCook here from, uh, well, currently trained down near Christchurch where they run four times a week and the track was recently uh, resurfaced there. We might talk about that in the next week or two and how that has gone. That is Andy McCook, it is Mark Rosanowski, perhaps to hand back to Damien Watson as we say farewell again on another Kiwi Chasing. Hope there's been a winner in there today and some insight into what's happening in the Greyhound racing industry here in New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully a less drama-filled week off the track and we can focus on what's happening on the track. But uh, I guess that's part of the industry, as we know. Thanks again for your time on Kiwi Chasing. Hope you enjoyed this edition. Be back same time next week for another edition of the program. Take care. Have a good week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 